One, two, three, four. We're back, Rin, with another great guest. It's Hannah Comriarto. Episode 118. The spoils of Akron, the spoils of Akron podcast. Welcome to the Spoils of Akron, a podcast about the arts, culture, and eccentric residents of the Rubber City. The Rubber City. I'm your hostess, Shane Wynn, joined by co-host. Hostesser, Chris Miller. <laughs> He's more hostesser than I am. But we're both here today, and we have a fabulous guest to the left of me. Can you please introduce yourself and properly pronounce your last name? <laughs> uh, my name is <laughs> Hannah Camarado. Camarado. Thanks, Hannah. Now, welcome. welcome. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. And um, Hannah, can you can you tell our audience um, how we met each other, or, or in what capacity we have been working together? <laughs> well. Um, I've been working with Shane uh, on a project for the Gay Community Endowment Fund, and it's a storytelling slash photojournalism project. And we've been profiling uh, trans and non-binary and gender non-conforming people who live in the Akron area. And it's been super, super wonderful. And I'm a writer, so I create content to accompany a series of stunning portraits that Shane has shot. And your your writing name is different than your than the name that we just pronounced. Right, so that's how, true. That? Colloquially, I mm-hmm. go by Hannah, but um, I publish under my initials H L Camarado. And you um, introduced that much better than I could have because <laughs> you're the writer and I take the pretty pictures <laughs> for this. No, the pictures are the soul of it. You know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, it was it's it's really nice to work with the writer because um, it, it's hard to to. you know that's what you do best and I do what I do best and we put our superpowers together (laughs) and we've made a really beautiful project that we're super excited to release um do you want to talk about some of the process of how of how we're doing this (laughs) well I think what you're referring to is winging it oh that yeah yeah (laughs) no I'm kidding I'm kidding um it's it's the material that we're working with and the people that we work with um they, they have to make themselves really vulnerable, uh, you know, for us to be able to tell their stories. And so it's kind of kind of a delicate thing. Like there are certain things that some people are really comfortable talking about. And it, some people are other people just, you know, they don't want to go there. And so mm-hmm. it's it's really a, a, a touch and go kind of thing for us. And as a writer, it's been really wonderful to work with Shane because people do open up when they work with Shane. And it's something that I've never quite experienced before. It's really unique. She, she has a superpower for getting people, getting, she does. bringing out their true essence. I mean, I've told her Aww. before, I, I hate pictures of myself, but Shane's pictures of me, I, I like. Like, I don't like selfies. I don't like other right. pictures of me. But yeah, she, she has a real knack for that. So I think it goes back to the fact that I like people. I like, yeah. I really like you. If, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I have a good time. And, and actually, it was nice because we are taking on a serious topic. We have a lot to say. Yeah. You wrote so many things to inform people about different people's experiences. But at the same time, we had a really good time. You know, half of the pictures are our subjects laughing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there's a nice combination of color and black and white um, in this series. And we were we put a book together, actually. And of course, Hannah did the writing portions. So there is a book that will be released um, this Thursday, which is the annual meeting for the Gay Community Endowment Fund at the Civic Theater, 
tickets are still available. You should really like check it out. They're $25. Yes. And um, it's such a wonderful thing to support. Um, there, there's also going to be like a men's chorus there performing. Yeah. So it's going to be fun and informative. But um, anyway, I lost my train of thought. Go, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so where can people get tickets? Do you know the... You can um, go online. So there's a link on Facebook uh, okay. through the Gay Community Endowment gay community Fund. Fund. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, you can get them also on the Akron Community Foundation's website. And I, I'll check throughout the podcast, but um, I think it's akroncf.org slash GCEF is where those are available. But yeah, I mean, and, and the, the Gay Community Endowment Fund has really... Um, improve I guess I wouldn't say improved but really got its message out there over the past year or two we've had some really strong committees with great marketing concepts you know and we've we've involved a lot of people like like the two of you who are really uh, community minded so I think the 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 mission is getting out there in the community more and it's really helped that that fund tremendously and they're um they're called an affiliate funds for those of you who don't know out there it's uh, part of the akron community foundation so it's a fund one of our 600 funds here but it's run like its own foundation right. they give out grants um, they get applications they have boards and committees that decide on the grants and the funding and so we have uh, i think 11 affiliate funds so they're like mini foundations that operate within the larger umbrella it's pretty impressive mm-hmm operation it really is and and hannah and i are really happy to be to have this platform and to get our message out because it's one thing to create artwork and writing but it's another thing to have an audience and so um this will allow us to really reach a lot of people that care about the issue that we're dealing with in this book and so let's talk about the book a bit um what it what is something that has surprised you if anything about the content we that we collected and that you've organized I have been surprised in so many unbelievable ways. And the thing that, you know, we're finishing up now and it's like, you know, we're kind of able to look back on this this collective thing that we've done, right? Not mm-hmm. just the individual folks that we've mm-hmm. that we've worked with, but everybody. And I, I personally, you know, I started out, you know, n- deeply knowing that trans and gender nonconforming and non-binary people are some of the most vulnerable folks in our population. So true. There's statistics on this that you've... Right. And it's, I mean, you're looking at, like, in terms of the general population of transgender people, um, the the commonly accepted statistic is that 41% of transgender people attempt suicide in their lifetime. And I'm I'm pretty comfortable saying that this, the actual statistic is probably higher, mm-hmm. you know, um, because right. there's so many that go unreported. People aren't mm-hmm. out. People never talk about it. Um, and I mean, you're looking at um, a population of people that experience poverty and addiction and homelessness and discrimination in job and housing markets and at school and in the workplace. And they're largely legally unprotected from these things. And this creates this really you know, sort of horrific cycle of of systemic violence, especially for trans people of color and transgender women of color. And so, you know, I went into this project, you know, really aware of that and really wanting to sort of expose what the lived reality of that is every day, mm-hmm. especially for trans people of color. And then, you know, mid-project, I started to realize that finding the joy in this process is just as important, if not more important than, than looking at that systemic violence. You know, it's, we've got these gorgeous portraits of, mm-hmm. of people smiling, you know, and True. 
some of our 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 participants brought their kids with them and mm-hmm. uh, and their spouses and you know this this doesn't um this process it, it really can be something something amazing it can really open your life up you know if you're when, able to come out you right, know when the acceptance is there right and you're and you're able to sort of uh, transform in that way that is accepted by society and you're not endangered just by walking out your front door every morning. And, and, and you, you mentioned some other information, but also I know the murder rate is much higher, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, transgender women of color in particular uh, mm-hmm. are extremely, extremely likely to be physically assaulted, uh, to be sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really horrifying, actually. And, and what's even more scary for me is that there aren't, real numbers that we have access to we don't we don't study this in mm-hmm. in the way that we should be in order to craft policy that that keeps transgender nonconforming people safer mm-hmm. you know last year i think the number was 28 transgender people were murdered mm-hmm. and i i can't imagine that that's correct i would imagine yeah i feel like higher. i read about it all the time unfortunately yeah right and 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 the, although less dangerous than the stats you gave they're also vulnerable to uh, housing discrimination, job Absolutely. discrimination, and there oh, yes. there aren't a lot of legal protections in in place nope. uh, for you know LGBTQ and trans people in our in the, throughout the state. I think um, you know they're yeah. they're still pretty vulnerable to that. Uh, there are no statewide protections for um, gender identity or sexual orientation uh, for people who work in the public sector. So people who are employed by uh, the state of Ohio, they're protected from discrimination based on sexual orientation, but not gender identity mm-hmm. so shout out to uh governor Kasich for that one mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and another thing that you're dealing with with this project i'm sure is maintaining dignity for your subjects when you're sharing stories that are could be exploitative and it's something i've focused on uh as i've switched my journalism career to something more community focused and social issue focused is making sure that we're not trying to make a spectacle of these some of these horrible stories that right. we, we we are told and are, and are shared with us and and making sure that not to just focus on those things and i love that you said you're focusing on the joy too you've got right. oh, your yeah. subject smiling laughing and you know and it's you know it's good to celebrate all all aspects of that lifestyle absolutely and i have to give hannah so much credit because she's so sensitive to this and really um contacted each model as we went, made sure they were comfortable with their image, made sure they were comfortable with what she had said and how they right, were represented. Right. And um, that was like something really important to you throughout the whole process. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, um, you know, when you sort of move through the world in like perpetual fear, it is so, so, so important that, that we were able to make everybody who wanted to participate feel that they could, you know, that this wouldn't be something that would be really painful that you you know that we would that we would sort of follow their lead on this and I I really do think that that we did that and that's a cool feeling I do too yeah and my policy I mean if there's a photo you want it's or you don't like you don't want it's gone if there's information you don't want to reveal it's out of there we don't need to do that there are enough people that want to tell you know their their stories sure and if you're not comfortable doing that then then we'll go on to the next person or wait until you're ready you know there's never a need for that right you you want to improve their lives through these stories not make yes. them even more vulnerable or yeah. more prone to some sort of discrimination or or violent act against mm-hmm. them so um will these books be on sale when they come out 
Um, that's not the plan thus far, but if there was enough of, um, of a call for them, I'm sure that that's somewhere, a direction we could go in. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure if there's interest. Mm -hmm. Cause how will people find these? Will, Will GCF distribute them, mail them out or? Well, so the intention of this work to begin with was actually, um, more of a campaign to raise awareness and hopefully through raising awareness, help raise funds to support people that are dealing with these issues and for the Gay Community Endowment Fund. Um, so the, the initial intention was for like Facebook and social media releases and memes and um, Twitter you know, releases, things like that. And we do still plan to do that. Those will be, start to be released after Thursday. And the lucky attendance, and you can still buy a ticket to the Gay Community Endowment Fund function on Thursday, um, get a book. So they've printed 200 of these books um, to release at that point in time. But, you know, hey, yeah, if there's more of a call for it, I certainly think that we can make that happen later. And um, additionally, we're, we're printing out like this series to be, to be on display that day as well. Okay. So will people be able to find these digitally then too? Yes. If they don't get Anna, a print copy? So, so the social media pieces will lead back to a larger website which is very thorough and hannah can tell you about it because she this is her labor of love and i mean she's just done an an amazing job of collecting all this information so and and building websites is so much fun isn't it (laughs) i i can't i can't even build one i've just been we've been populating them just makes things harder i think building them yeah yeah but um, yeah, the, the real hope is that this thing can live online as sort of like an interact, sorry, an interactive educational resource, right? So I've written these really, really like big creative profile pieces on each of our participants. And, you know, some of those include audio clips and uh, transcribed interview segments. Um, but it also includes really comprehensive lists of resources um uh, lists of further reading if you're curious about something and the the entire goal of it sort of is that this is not only for trans and non-binary and gender non-conforming and gender fluid and gender queer people this is for their families and for educators and you know for their parents and children and their communities you know like this is something that if you are a cisgender person and a straight person and you know you're you're having trouble maybe getting there um, this is this is a resource for you, you know, and and that was that was one of my goals is, you know, for somebody to to be able to come out and say, you know, maybe my my parents or whatever they're, they're not there yet, but they want to get there. They should be able to go somewhere like this where it's where it's really comprehensive. It's all in one spot. You know, you've got a list of documentaries. You've got a list of places where you can go to get legal assistance, um, clinics and doctor's offices that are uh, trans-friendly, you know? Like, these are really important things that if you don't know where to start, they can be really overwhelming. So we, we hope that this is the place to start, you know? And, that, that's great. Right, and also just at the very base, in the middle of the book, uh, you have a lot of identifiers, and you s- right, sort of go right. over some terms and describe them. Can you, do you, could you, <laughs> so for example, you just, you just mentioned um, cisgender and right, I think right. there's probably a lot of people listening that don't know what that means. So can you describe and, what that and they means? are that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right? totally. Or not. Yeah. So, so that's actually the cool thing about, about the term cisgender. So it's really simple. It's just, cis is just a Latin 
you know, prefix that attached to the word gender uh, means on the same side of. So all that it means is that if you're a cisgender person, you are you identify with the same gender that you were assigned at birth. So we pretty arbitrarily assign genders at birth. It's mostly based on, you know, the visible physicality of, of an infant. And um, that's that's not really I don't know. It does. It doesn't really work, you know. So um, if you're a cisgender person, you identify with the same gender that uh, that you that you were assigned at birth. And um, the cool thing about using the term cisgender, just the very just the nature of the term itself, is that it implies that cisgender identities are not the default. So that's that's really cool. And and if you identify as cisgender, I would highly recommend using it and saying that that that's how you identify because. It, it sort of implies that not only do transgender identities exist, but that there are more than two genders and that there there is space available, you know, in this world and in our language for people who maybe, um, you know, occupy some kind of space in between or some kind of space that doesn't adhere to the binary at all. And, and that's really cool. So. Oh, I like that suggestion. I'm yeah, it, using it's that. better than saying I'm normal. Right, <laughs> or, right, You know right. what I mean? You hear that yeah, phrase right. used, Absolutely. and that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's you hear it used in you know with a lot of different contexts. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It, I'm glad it eliminates that because you're right. Uh, human beings are such complex animals. We, yeah, there, there's got to be more than just this or that. Right, right, it's right. It's like a spectrum of all things. Absolutely. Right? So we're starting to learn more about this and know more about this. So, and language is really interesting when it yeah. comes to, when you're learning about transgender issues. I've learned a lot through this process. I have to tell you a maybe funny joke that Josh said while we were in the middle of this. He came down and he met Hannah. I think this is how this went and said, like, my name's Josh and your name is, and, and she said, Hannah. And he said, and how do you pronounce that? Like pronouns, because there's all these pronouns, right? Josh. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. He was so proud of himself, too. He was so, he was so smart. He probably worked on that for a while. You <laughs> he was know. thinking about it. He was yeah. upstairs thinking about it. But it is funny. And I mean, I mean, it's interesting because people use different pronouns. Yeah. And um, so a couple of the people, I think there were two people whom we photographed and interviewed that go by they. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And my recommendation uh, just personally, uh, is if you're unsure of someone's pronouns, if their presentation is um, maybe a little androgynous and, and, and you're not you're not sure, um, and you're in a sort of a casual situation, maybe meeting them for the first time, my recommendation is to use a gender-neutral pronoun, um, to use they, them. Uh, we use it colloquially, colloquially all the time in, in our conversations and stuff. Um, but there are so many people who are like, that's not grammatically correct. And that's untrue. <laughs> that's right. really untrue. Uh, we use it all the time. And um, uh, also, it, that implies that we don't, we don't change you know, um, grammatical norms over time to right. like, adjust to the yeah, way we live, which we point. absolutely yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So um, if, you're, if you're unsure, use, use they, them. You know, say they're sitting over there in the chair. You know, they got up to get a drink. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. It's a singular pronoun like she her or he him Mm -hmm. and uh it it really keeps people from feeling um from feeling dysphoric or or um feeling as though they're not respected it's a really good way to make sure you're respecting people's identities do you guys know Rhea butcher from oh yes from akron she's from akron isn't she yes yeah she's from kenmore Oh, I'm sorry. They are from, this is my right, whole point. Right. They are from, because I just saw on um, Twitter that they announced 
um, I'm going to use the they them pronoun, you yeah, know, real butcher's the best. And yeah. And so since I know now know something about this, right, I'm so <laughs> proud. So I, I tweeted back, I said, um, Rhea's good uh, is a great comedian. I love them. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and it does right? become so much easier over time for sure. And, and and but I was nervous. I have to say, um, starting this project because I thought, oh my gosh, I have to write down everybody's name right away <laughs> and make sure I don't disrespect them by misusing their pronoun. But the 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 uh, fact of the matter is, is that you don't really know what someone's pronoun is and in fact some people use one one day and use one the other day depending on how they feel absolutely and so it's not as important to always get it right it is important to always attempt to get it right and it is important to dialogue and it is important to to respect and ask questions yeah and have a sense of humor (laughs) yeah no 100 percent. and the Mm -hmm. and the best way to everybody messes up you know i was just talking to one of my friends who uses they them pronouns and they said i use gender neutral pronouns and i mess up other yeah. people's pronouns and it's important to sort of acknowledge that and, it, mm-hmm. and, and it's really easy if you mess up to say oh you know I, I'm sorry and correct it very quickly and move on mm-hmm. it's, it's totally the best way to deal with it and people know your intent they really do you know it's right. very obvious if you're sort of misgendering them with malice and it's okay to ask right yeah no for the most part it, it's okay to ask um I, I think I think casually it's it's pretty it's pretty easy to just go for the gender neutral but definitely if you've been talking to someone for a while if they're a close friend if they're a family member absolutely you know you know ask them how they'd like to be referred to let me clarify it's okay to ask about their pronoun sure yes right. yes, That's what I mean. about the yes. Pronouns. yes about how you should address <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah the yeah person. right but, it, it, and not yeah, but it's but not, not okay about... to say what are you? Yeah. Right, or, right. You know, Never that, okay to say that. That's not rude, cool. you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. some people don't know the difference between the two. But No, you know that, but I just wanted to, I, you know, yeah, yeah. let our general public know that. <laughs> yeah, and you can always read the situation with pronouns right. too, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure that if you meet somebody for the first time and you're unsure, it may not be a good plan to ask their pronoun in front of an entire group of people right. or in front of a room. You know, that good, I, good I would, point. yeah, I would say if you're meeting somebody for the first time in a group of people, go with they, them, if, if you're unsure. Mm-hmm. That's a good plan. Sounds good. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the individuals that we worked with. Um, right. Who, who comes to mind? Do you have any uh, specific stories you might want to tell? Oh, your man. I just... It really now, like in retrospect, being able to look at all of these these stories that you know I've been holding in my head, uh, I I really just like hold them with such reverence. Like it is so, uh, I'm I'm really like totally honored that that all of these folks have been so open with me and and trusted me, like mm-hmm. telling their stories. Like some people have told me some stuff that I know is really hard for them to say out loud and, 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 you know, maybe they didn't necessarily even plan to. And, and that's really cool. I, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think it's really wonderful. We've got, we've got a ton of different, uh, of really different people who come from different backgrounds mm-hmm. with different identifiers and different pronouns and totally different lives. And so and, what are some of the combinations? Like we have individuals who were born you know right right so um like for instance one of our one of our participants uh rowan so they right now they identify as trans and non-binary and they use they them pronouns and so oh this is a good this is a good learning moment so um the cool thing about um 
the term trans and the word transgender is that linguistically it implies that there are only two genders like trans means you know across from or on the other side of so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like there's this idea that transness is somehow a monolith and and all transgender people feel like they are quote unquote you know a man trapped in a woman's body or a woman trapped in a in a man's body and that's that's while some people I'm sure do feel that way absolutely that's um that's not like a universal narrative and I think a lot of times in mainstream media we kind of lump that as this like common narrative for all trans people and the cool thing is that like Rowan for instance identifies as trans and non-binary so they've adopted trans as this sort of umbrella term to mean not cis or cisgender um but they also don't adhere to the gender binary so They've been, uh, you know, taking hormones to sort of help masculinize their body, and that makes them feel much more at home and much more comfortable. But they don't identify as a man. They never have, and and they never will. So, you know, you can identify as trans or transgender and not adhere to the binary and not, you know, sort of like conform to this idea that you must be one thing or the other and that there are only two options. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it is. And so some they could be saying I'm neither of the two. Right. Absolutely. Something completely unique, you know, a gender that is. Yeah. Right. That is not is not easily put into some sort of category. And that's like is that gender nonconforming. Yeah. No, gender nonconforming is a cool little umbrella term. I identify as a gender nonconforming person, Mm -hmm. um, which is another thing that we've like, I think, really, really put on display with this project is that. I, I use the same identifier as somebody who might look and behave totally different than I do and understand themselves completely differently th- than I do. But I identify as a queer gender nonconforming person and um, other people use those words, but, but they don't mean the same thing to them personally. So yeah, so gender nonconforming is a cool little, um, cool little umbrella term that sort of um, encapsulates people whose presentations or expressions aren't what we call normative which is different than normal. <laughs> gotcha. There's a lot to learn, let me tell you. Yeah, it's I'm really I'm taking notes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. I'm sorry. Am I going fast? No, is it a lot of great. words? No, no. I, I think it's wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you're very clearly spelling these things out and I think helping our listeners better understand right. you know, this. Cool and we situation. will, when we get the resource ready, we'll, we can give you the information for the website as well because yeah, there's, a, there's really a lot to learn. There's a lot of learning to do. Well, so I want to talk about I want to talk about what is I learned this is an initialism LGBTQ right that, yeah, yeah that's what it's called an initial <laughs> right but that's what I that's what I wanted to ask about so um, there's also LGBTQIA yeah and some people still use the same LGBTQ and some people have added the IA what are your thoughts on that Ooh I got a lot of thoughts so <laughs> this is so. important because language is important and it's sort of um, it it lets us name who we are and mark who we are in a world that you know there's there's not always a lot of that allowed you know um so in terms of the initialism uh i normally say lgbtqia plus or lgbtq plus um it stands for lesbian gay bisexual transgender and then the ia would be intersex folks or people who identify as agender and what's really interesting about the initialism is language does change over time and 
uh, like for a while, I remember uh, people people were using the term trans with a little with a little asterisk at the end instead of saying transgender, and and that was sort of I guess intended to to make it kind of an umbrella term. And I've noticed that people aren't doing that so much anymore. So what's what's cool about about that is that is that it's not set in stone. But we also need to make sure that we're being that we're being inclusive, and we're saying LGBTQ plus or LGBTQIA plus, because that sort of like leaves room for people who maybe use a few of those, or you know don't don't really know what word fits them yet. And the I, what's the I is intergender? Is that what it's intersex? So intersex. There's actually a huge amount of now. I'm not a sciencey person, so I'm just going to do my best here. But there's a huge <laughs> amount of like genetic diversity in the way that right. yeah in the way that our sex chromosomes appear so uh i i'm of the of the belief that um the actual genetic categorizations of male and female like xx chromosomes xy chromosomes that's a biological construct there are plenty of people who don't have either of those sets of chromosomes so um, that's really interesting, too is that we sort of like our bodies don't even really work that way and intersex people might have any combination of uh, differing um, sort of like sex characteristics or sex chromosomes. And they're like actually a fairly large population of people. And, and we don't really, we don't really, um, you know, spotlight them or, um, you know, uh, elevate their voices in this conversation. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a little about intersex folks. And, and folks who, you know, grew up 50 60 years ago just right. had to keep all these things secret yeah. or be ostracized pretty much I totally. mean, I'm, I'm very thankful that we have we have these conversations as much as you know a lot about politics uh disgusts me nowadays and the mm -hmm. way you know we treat people as a culture but i i am thankful that we are having these discussions and you know and yeah you're right like i said earlier the human body is very complex it can yeah. It you makes know, total sense. It's, it's, not it's a so clean simple too, right? Like, of right. course, of course, it varies. Of yeah. course, you know. I mean, so if you think about it in its simplicity, in simplicity, there, I mean, it makes total sense, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, oh, I have a funny. <laughs> this is funny. So, I was trying to do my own research. What does the <laughs> IA mean? You know, right? right. <laughs> and I read an article, and it told me that the A meant allied. Which, right? I have a lot of feelings about that one. <laughs> I, so, I've heard that before, okay. too. Yeah, yeah no, like, I've heard, heard that. But then I was like, I kind of got choked up because I was like, oh, I'm on the spectrum because I'm an ally. <laughs> I'm an ally to LGBTQ. I totally am. I, you know, that's, that's how I've dedicated my time. That's what I care about, right? And so then I'm on the board of Canopy, and I went to the Canopy board meeting and announced to all of them that I'm the A. <laughs> 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 and they just kind of looked at me like you are you know I was like yeah I'm an A I'm on the I'm on the initialism I'm an A and then someone corrected me and told me what it really meant so that's a that's real, like that, really that is amazingly hilarious a, to be honest that is so like, funny and I get that a lot where I've like kind of gotten the details wrong and I get these looks and I'm no, like but that's uh -oh. common though that is that's common people people totally tag it as as ally that's well, Okay, I'm still going to pretend that I am because I'm I'm proud ally. That's right. <laughs> Thought you'd like that story. <laughs> so, so were there other standout uh, interviews, and in? Well, <laughs> there were so many. Right, like, right. Let's tell how a many story. people do you talk to total? We talked to eight, eight. people. Okay, yes. yeah. Um, it would have been so wonderful to do more. Um. Yeah. And I mean, 
it was like every time we had a photo shoot, first of all, we always had fun. We always right. laughed. The stories are just so fascinating that every time I swear we were there for like three hours because it is yeah. like so like so interesting. And I actually felt there was an interesting consistency with that where I felt that the people that we interviewed were really, really happy to, to tell their story to someone who cares, you yeah. know, too. And so that meant a lot to me. And um, I, I take the photos in my home. You know, I set up my lights in my home and my kids were there. It's so wonderful. And uh, my cats run around. <laughs> I love those guys. Yeah. She's yeah. got cool kids. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we had a really good time, but I'm, I, but I, w- I want you to tell like a specific, maybe like a quote or a, or just right, an interesting right. story. You don't even have to name individual if you don't want to, but something interesting you learned. No, a thing that that I've heard from a lot of people, and and that I myself have experienced as a queer and gender nonconforming person. Bobby told me this, who she identifies as gender fluid, and um, Samantha told me this. She's a transgender woman, and. Uh, uh, Rowan has talked to me about this. We mentioned them before. They're, uh, they identify as trans and non-binary. Um, and even one of, one of my closer friends, uh, Tori, we interviewed them for this as well, and, and they've mentioned this, is that when you grow up and you know that you are somehow intrinsically different, right? There's not always language that you, know, that you have access to when you're a kid, but you, you feel it. You know, it's, it, and it's not necessarily that anyone treats you differently, but you just, you know that there is something about you that is not like other people, right? And then you don't see anybody who looks like you or, or feels like you or, or you know, um, is saying things that you identify with. I mean, you don't see that reflected back at you from, from larger culture and, and in the media. You start to believe that that not only you know that you shouldn't exist, but that maybe there's nobody else like you at all, right? Mm-hmm. And that is that's so painful, and it can it can be so isolating and, and traumatic, right? It 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 is really really lonely. And uh, when when you don't see people who look like you and who are like you, especially uh, uh, people who are who are older, who are in their thirties or forties or fifties. You start to think that you don't, you're not going to get to live that long, you know, that that just isn't in the cards for you. And, and for a lot of people who are queer and gender nonconforming, it, that's, it's not, you know, they, they're so vulnerable to violence. Um, they, they attempt self-harm at such high rates, you know, because of all of this, it's all compounded. And so many of, of the people that I talk to echoed that you know I saw nobody like me and I thought that I wasn't going to get to live and that people like me didn't exist mm-hmm. you know and e- even even Natalie sort of sort of mentioned that a little bit it's that is a really really common thread and the idea is that like when you see these portraits you know and you are a kid or a young adult or even somebody who's older and 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 just hasn't had access to that language or or can't come out for whatever reason like this is you you know like this is this is who who you are and how you feel reflected back at you. Like there's a reflection in the mirror, you know, and mm-hmm. and you exist and you should exist, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something across the board that was so powerful. And like for me, as like a young adult who's a queer and gender nonconforming person, like it's absolutely like, you know, my eyes just swell up because. Mm-hmm to talk to other people who don't even necessarily identify in the same way that I do, but we all felt that, 
you know, and we still sometimes feel it. And that's, that's, I realize that's maybe not a specific sort of thing, but that is common. That is right. really common across the board. That's the thread that you picked out, the thread of consistency. Yeah. And if we can accomplish having one person look at that book and say, I see myself and right, then open it right. up and then find a resource to, to maybe talk to someone else. Absolutely. Or if they're having problems with housing discrimination or homelessness. The homelessness rate really breaks my heart. Yeah, you know? yeah. The fact that you know, people's families reject them to the point of throwing them out on the streets yeah, because absolutely. of something That's they awful. don't, they don't understand it is ultimately what's happening. Yeah. And, um, it's really tragic. So to help people that might need help with resources in that direction, um, you know, if we can just, just reach one person, that would be great. And, you know, we're, we're hoping too, this is, um, this is Akron's story. It's called trans Akron. Trans does not, you know, does not describe all the people in the book. I want to make that important to say. Right, right. We're using but it as sort of the umbrella, the umbrella term. Umbrella term. Not cisgender, right? Correct. And also, it just worked trans Akron works because we're trying to change Akron. We want... Yeah. My, I, I have a lot of pride in this place. Um, being on the board of Canopy, I helped last year. Um, we, we have our own... Um, anti-discrimination laws that that broke yeah. that we were able to help push through Which here very in important. Akron. I'm yeah. really really proud the, of this through place. the county, right? It's this yes, account, county that's wide. Right. Yep. That's right. Everyone Initiative. should be super proud of Akron for that. Like um and I I find this place to be a beacon of hope like in a sea of dread like politically yes. to be to be honest. So I want to push that further. I want more. I want to be that place. You know, I want to be exemplary for acceptance and tolerance here. And so and I'm going to get it all. <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm just trying to <clears throat> to use my skills in the best way that I can because it's all I know how to do. You know, we right. have a lot of really big problems and all we can do is um, the best that we can do with what our skill set is. And Hannah use, is using her writing and um, I know Chris, you use your voice in mm -hmm. every way that you can, but um, you know, you can do that here. And, and I'm so happy to have the support and the platform from the Gay Community Endowment Fund to help get the word out. Right. And, and other people listening out there, you don't have to necessarily be a expert photographer like Shane to, <laughs> to help. You know, That's you can right. volunteer at Canopy. Yes. You you can just, you know, help educate people around you. Even yes. if you are a cisgender yeah. person, you you know, th there's a big education process, I think, that helps eliminate discrimination. And yeah. to me, you know, this is near and dear to me with the storytelling thing, because storytelling is a very, very powerful tool mm -hmm. to combat a lot of hate to combat uh, misinformation, to combat, you know, stereotypes and stigma. I've worked with um, folks, you know, who have PTSD and in the mental illness arena with storytelling mm -hmm. and with, you know, refugees, with minorities. <clears throat> so it's, you know, and, and Akron is a exemplary in so many ways. We were a welcoming city for resettled refugees, so we have a designation that, you know, we are a, definitely a safe haven for people um, of other cultures and you know, and we have a really strong LGBTQIA plus community. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I was blown away by, you know, uh, Akron Pride 
last year. Oh, it was amazing. Know, and yeah, was, we're get we're getting there. It's incredible. You know. Yeah, and Mayor Horgan was like right at the front of the parade. Yeah. I was so proud, and there were like large corporate entities represented. If you watched the um, parade walk in, Target was there. I was like, hey, Target, hey, you know, <laughs> like they had their. <laughs> so I don't know. I was just yeah, that made me really proud too. It just it kept going and going. I was really impressed by that support as well. You, you know, through stories, we can help people make a very personal connection with someone they've never met mm -hmm. and that that is a powerful tool you know and, and you don't know who exactly will read these these uh, vignettes and see these photos but you can guarantee that you're gonna make some positive impressions on people and help change minds right and if you said like you might not be a journalist you might not have that kind right. of platform but in your own language and the way that you treat people and the way that you correct people for example if they're sure. saying something that's offensive or inappropriate in front of you you know, these are things that are important as well. So yeah, no, that's that's the way we change culture. You right. know, it, it doesn't change on its own. We must actively change it. And like the way you do that is like by correcting people and by, you know, making sure that you yourself are respectful. And honestly, like by hiring gender nonconforming people, right. paying yes, them for their services. Like, yes. please, please, please. If you are listening to this and you own a small business, hire black trans women. Hire right. them, pay them for their skills, hire gender nonconforming people like yeah. and, 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 you know, make sure that they feel safe and comfortable, you know, to to work for you or with you. You know, it's it. it that's the way that we actively move forward is by like, example. Absolutely. It's and not if, by talk. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And if and if you're a person who's who's relatively privileged, like. So I'm a queer gender nonconforming person, but I moved to this world as a white person, you know, right. so I'm I'm I am a pretty privileged person. And and the way we we shift culture is by using our privilege to give others platforms, you know, and, and by learning how to pass the mic. Pass the mic. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was part of a well, I, I recorded and was helping a, a, on this event that was called Until Name Becomes Prayer. And uh, a person I really respect named Amber Cullen from South Street Ministries, she brought this Samoan poet. And so the whole event was around indigenous voices. So we had Hula Fusion from Cleveland. We had the Himalayan Music Academy. We had uh, Native American artists. Um, and it was great. But that's all about passing the mic. Like, right. I, I would rather, even as a person who runs a website, I, I, I do as little editing as possible because I want to retain the voices of the people who I, I cover and mm -hmm. often Absolutely. I want them to write the actual story. Um, but yeah, I'm all about that. I mean, I think it's so important that I want to remove as many filters as possible so they can get their message out there and, and their story out there. So, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, this sounds like a great project. I saw a copy of the book floating around the office last week, but it didn't make its way to me yet. I was kind of mad. My <laughs> VP is like, yeah, there's, there are copies out there. <laughs> I saw the book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm have apparently, one on I wrote it and I'm apparently I know, the only right? one who hasn't seen it. You should have one by now. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get one by Thursday. Um, so, so what, um, how did you, uh, come to work on this project, Hannah? Did you, I mean, you know, and what, what is some of your background in writing and, and, and the creative? Right. So um, I just graduated from the University of Akron with uh, a BA in English and minor concentrations in women's studies and film and popular literature. Oh, great. And uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, <laughs> but but I, I basically came onto this project because um, GCEF received a grant from the Excel Center at the University of Akron, and that allowed them to bring me onto this project uh, to work with Shane. And Shane and I have like 
a weird amount of mutual friends and it's <laughs> it's weird that we didn't know each other before that That's actually true. but yeah. but I sort of yeah I sort of nudged my way in be- because I wanted to I wanted to work with Shane and I wanted to do this and so. I got really lucky because she is on it <laughs> she's well, like I'll make a website okay I'm gonna go ahead and design the book <laughs> she's like so able that's great. Yeah, it, and it sounds amazing. like from our conversation, I can't wait to read oh, yeah. these write-ups. I mean, you've been you've been very articulate today and, yes. and eloquent with Thanks. with uh, <laughs> yeah with you know this topic. And so yeah, I really look forward to reading that. So, what other things do you like to write? Are you mostly a nonfiction uh, writer? No, I mean, I, I write fiction. I love writing short fiction. Um, I write poetry. You know. But um, stuff like this, like creative nonfiction right now in my life is, is extremely, extremely appealing to me because I think it serves a purpose, um, like a really uh, timely relevant purpose right now in, in a way that, that I'm not sure writing short fiction would right now. Um, that's not to say that's unimportant to me, but uh, I, I'm really, really interested in finishing off this project and, and hopefully, it, you know, th- this gets a little attention and and you know there will be more things like this that's what we're hoping yeah and we really loved working together i mean we just get along really well yeah (laughs) i can tell yeah it seems like you're a good team and i i actually didn't like we were we were really working so hard with our heads down that i didn't even have time to read the book until like i was (laughs) done like it was done being put together and i had edited the photos so i read it after hannah like left town for a little while right after she was done and i just cried the whole time it's really really moving yeah it's like totally beautiful yeah that's a that's a great compliment to (laughs) say that you cried i I cried the whole time and then i was messaging other people they're like i cried too so it's really they're really beautiful personal stories like coupled with information and facts and that's like a really nice combination yeah so so yeah look out for trans akron um do you have a you probably don't have a url for the site set up not quite yet okay so we'll we'll be sure to share that information yeah Um, we can share it on the spoils on facebook um so we can pass that information on later and maybe we'll announce it on the next show as well sure and i'm sure i'll be sharing this on um Akron Community Foundations, social media. I can share on the Akronist uh, social media. I'm trying to find a shortcut link for the ticket. Um, yeah, so it looks like you can go to akroncf.org slash GCEF, and then you'll find a link to the, what is, it's the annual meeting, right? Yeah. So it's called the 2018 annual meeting. Um, and then you can click through to, for tickets to that. And then also on Facebook, um, yeah, and there's yeah the Eventbrite links on there and everything else. So, so uh, what what else is in your future? Do you have any other exciting projects you're working on or anything? Who knows? You can take a breather after this and probably a for a bit. couple <laughs> weeks. Thank thank yeah. goodness. It's this a big project. Pretty, yeah, it's a lot, and um, we I think we ended up doing a lot more than we originally set yeah. out to do because it was like you know as it came up we were like well you know if we're gonna talk about self-harm and suicide we need to provide resources for people who need right. them right away so it's sort of snowballed and is now a huge thing <laughs> sure. it's a huge project it we is. have 24 images and an entire website right so, yeah <laughs> well and and as an interviewer it's emotionally taxing to hear certain stories yeah and yeah. it's you know you are basically absorbing all of this you know so it's it is uh i can see how that can be emotionally taxing for both of you i'm sure that's true yeah. yeah, no, it it feels like you're um you're carrying something very right. very important and very fragile at times. So 
yeah, it gets a little, it, but it, I mean, it's well worth it. Absolutely. Sure, yeah, and like, yeah. like I think I said this before is that I really do yeah. hold these stories with like think, reverence. Right. And we, and this, I think I would rather be doing nothing else. In fact, I, I presented this idea, you know, um, as the idea that I wanted to, you know, make right. this series for the gate to the gay community endowment fund. And then this, like you're saying is a story you want to tell. And that's how you get your best work out of creatives is like, let them tell the story they're passionate about. Right. We will become obsessed and do more than we're supposed to. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly what we all did. the best, all the work I have prizes for, I just did it. It wasn't like mm-hmm. commissioned. I just did it because I had to. And so, um, we're really proud. We're really proud of the work. So this is the part of the show where we talk about upcoming things. Um, do you have anything else that, that's coming up that you want to talk about, or is it you're just going to go to sleep after Thursday? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the event on Thursday, and I'm going to sleep. I'm going to literally hibernate. Okay, well. That's I, my game plan. Nice. <laughs> Good plan. Oh, we have TEDx Akron coming up. Oh, TEDx, okay. So let's see what date this is. Uh, Saturday, April 21st, 1 to 5 o'clock, TEDx Akron, the Goodyear Theater, I will be there taking pictures, so uh, if you uh, want to show up, I'll take your picture, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to the Jonas, one of the Jonas Brothers concerts coming up. Oh, How sweet. did I miss this? <laughs> How did I miss um, this? Amelia saw it on my calendar, and instantly I'm cool. I wasn't cool before. She's like, wow. you're going to photograph Nick Jonas. You're oh, you're so going to cool. actually photograph him too? Well, just like while he's at the concert. Nice. But yeah, so that's kind of fun. I guess I should look for the date. <laughs> you are the coolest mom ever. It's her well, seeing that. Like, wow. Well, that's new because prior to that, it was like, oh, gross. Don't sing. It's disgusting. <laughs> Please don't dance in front of other people. <laughs> that's okay. That's, I guess, just the age we're at. You got anything good, Chris? Yeah, a few things here. Um, this uh, Friday is an event for a friend of ours, North Hindi, who's a poet, oh. and she's an amazing person. Love really. Nora. Yeah, Incredible. Her, a Diary of a Filthy Woman is a yes. book she just uh, released, and the, there's going to be, it looks like, a party for that with an open mic at uh, April 20th, 420, this Friday <laughs> at uh, Sweet Mary's Bakery. Um, they've had other poetry readings there, but Nora is an impressive person. I mean, Go support Nora. Yeah, she I, is amazing. I I, uh, I met her when she was still a high school student, and I, I've done right. a lot of outreach in local high schools for our, the Akronist, and one of her teachers said, you've got to meet this student. Like she That's even kind of she stood she out even like as like a freshman mm-hmm. in high school, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, also, this weekend on Saturday is an art show uh, called Neutral Buoyancy by um, Akron artist Nikki Fetterman, and she is a um, student, or I, I think she's yeah, she's a senior at University of Akron Meyer School of Art. Really uh, talented artist, and she's got her own installation at Hive Mind, and that's going to also uh, feature musician called Posture. Um, and so next week. Uh, on Friday the 27th, uh, Rubber City Ukes, the group I'm part of, big ukulele group, <laughs> we're, we're opening for, um, we're opening at the Rialto Theater Friday the 27th for a band named Ashes and Ben Gage, both who are having album release parties. And the band named Ashes is the band that belongs to the, the two brothers who run the Rialto Theater, really talented musicians. So Rubber City Ukes has, has kind of made the Rialto one of our homes. So that's, that'll be oh, our third time playing there. We do home. sing-alongs, you know, with a giant mm-hmm. group of ukuleles. It's, that, it's, that's it's, amazing. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, also, the uh, 27th is Friday Night Mics at Aqueduct Brewing. Um, a lot of, you know, it's a great open mic opportunity for people. The 28th 
is also at Aqueduct is the next EP cooker from Wandering Aesthetics. Another awesome open mic opportunity. There, there are yes. a lot of them here in Akron. And then um, I'm, I'm so self-promoting here. I swear. <laughs> You're a party animal. I am. I'm promoting <laughs> stuff I'm involved with. I, there's, you know, I do promote other stuff too. The 25th is our next uh, full circle storytelling. And Hannah, you may be interested in this. We, we co-host a storytelling open mic every month at Jilly's, the fourth Wednesday of the month. And our season's almost over, but we have an April and May event. So uh, April, 20, April 25th on Wednesday will be the next uh, full circle storytelling. So basically a storytelling open mic. You just show up. Um, you can sign up ahead of time or show up and sign up there. Um, your husband, Shane Josh, emceed mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> one of the recent events. Uh, but it's great. I mean, talk that about catharsis. Awesome. You hear some amazing stories from people. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's powerful fun. stuff. Yes. Funny stories, sad stories, stories that make you angry. Uh, so all kinds of <laughs> range of emotions. So yes, and um, oh, lastly, since we're self promoting, make sure yes. you go to Summit Art Space. Oh yeah, and see my Let's show. Talk about that. <laughs> I had an opening uh, Friday. What was that? Friday? Yeah. Yep, Friday. Um, of my artwork, along with a jury, a show that I juried that's at Summit Art Space. The jury show reflects the 24 neighborhoods of Akron, and there's some awesome pieces there by local photographers, really, really beautiful stuff. And then I have a whole room of my own that looks like Akron threw up in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It, it's like covered. It is, from the it is that impressive. Great, though. Yeah. <laughs> it is impressive. I mean, it really is. I was, Thank I you. really, really liked it. It was yeah, the the way it's uh, laid out, and especially in your in your exhibit, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so creatively done. Oh, you know, thank you. Blue herons on the ceiling, a giant Akron oh, skyline where you can really like fine. a selfie station where it looks like you yeah. actually have Akron skyline behind yeah. you, and these walls of photo collages. I mean, you have taken. A, a, a lot. crap ton of pictures. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna I, cry it, right now. It makes me yeah. tired to look at it. I'm like, wow, I did all that. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> it's like exhausting. And that runs through May, right? Yeah, May 12th. Okay. And uh, you got to check it out. It really is fun. The intention was for it to be fun, and you will have a good time if you go and see it. So, uh, Power Media was the um, the they're the printers that helped me figure out that installation, and they did an awesome job. So, I want to thank them too. But yeah, stop in, you know, um, check it out before it comes down. Great. Uh, anything, any parting words? Where can people find out more about you? Do you have a website or anything? I, I do not okay. have a website right now. But soon, we're going soon. to okay. report back. Yeah, yeah so no, we'll, we'll, we'll report back. Just, just keep the name handy and you'll, you'll yeah. you know, listening audience. So I'm right, sure you'll right. be hearing more from You need a brilliant writer at your disposal. Yeah. You know? We know one. We know that one. We'll hook you up. very kind. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. No, but I mean... <clears throat> I'll do anything. Like I, I, I really will. If I think, if I think it's cool and worthwhile okay. and it's valuable and it's interesting, right. uh, and and you like the work you see from me, call me. Okay. <laughs> call me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this will lead to a lot of great projects for you. I have no doubt. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'm able mm-hmm. to do do some other stuff that 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 I think is really valuable. So that'd be great. Wonderful. Okay, I think that's it for us. Yes. Episode one eighteen. All right. Wow. We just keep going and going. We do. It, yeah, and mostly it's Shane and Chris, but I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, right. We're we're thinking of uh, Cody and Ryan. By the way, we're going to rename it the uh, Chris and Shane show. They, what do you think about they've that? They've been demoted to interns. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll call them co co-hosts. See, we can say that because you're not here right, right. now. And they probably won't listen to this anyway. <laughs> no, so. they won't. That Let us know brutal. if you do. That was brutal. That was brutal, y'all. Oh, well, when they're here, they're, they're always talking smack about oh, my age. Oh, so much so. smack. So much <laughs> so, smack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Anyways. Okay, well, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. And as always, keep it an, an Akron, Akron day. day.